Hello, tentative listener. We're looking for well-rounded designers to join our teams in Austin, Boston, London, New York, Raleigh, and San Francisco who are interested in growing their design and consulting skill set over time. As a designer at ThoughtBot, you collaborate with developers and clients to turn ideas into great products that people love to use and help grow successful businesses. ThoughtBot works with companies in every step of the process to help identify and solve problems. We lead and participate in product design sprints, build high-quality apps, and then deploy them. We use emerging and effective technologies and methods on both internal and client projects. We believe there is a better way to work, and we want to find it and share it with as many people as possible. Visit ThoughtBot.com jobs to learn more about working at ThoughtBot and to apply. Hi. What's up? Oh, yeah. I gotta hear him, yep. too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Kyle? I'm good. I spent the, the last half hour recording a new job ad for, for Tentative. Half just, an hour? Yeah. It, it needed a, a half hour. Of, of my you. attention and time. Good. How'd it go? Tom will let me know. Cool. We'll see the metrics. We'll see who's applied. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure people probably just listen to it on their way into the podcast. Yeah. So. You got to use your vampire voice. I mean, obviously. Oh, I did not use that one. I did a club promoter one where I used some sound effects that maybe Tom will keep in. You did? Like, pew, pew, pew. You did? I did. And then I also oh. did an Alan Rickman version that I didn't go all the way through because I realized how long it was taking. It was Alan Rickman. So this as is Snape. why it took 30 minutes. I got it. Okay. Because I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> Good for you. I love that. I want to do one with you. We should do one together. As if they're not sick enough of hearing us both talk <laughs> to each other. I mean, they're clearly not if they're still subscribing to the podcast. This That's true. But I, I, I am subscribed to a lot of podcasts that I forgot existed. <laughs> I do have a long list of podcasts that I'm like, uh, do I really want to listen? I wonder how many people are like that with our podcast. We can poll, I guess. I tried to do a, a poll in Slack the other day and I failed so miserably. The best way to, to, to poll people with Slack is just using emojis, reaction, mm-hmm. emoji reactions. I love that. That's a good point because you can say something as long as you'd like. You don't have to put it in the format. I can. Oh, I can never yeah. remember the format of how to do anything with like a Slack bot. Yeah, I just don't care. All enough, the other I ways guess. are just too complicated. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk today if you uh, would humor me about visual design and mm-hmm. how best to present visual design to clients. And how to push back, if you need to, on multiple versions of a singular concept for feedback. Visual design is probably the hardest part, I think, of being a designer. I hate saying make it pretty. I I do not like at all. But that is kind of what that phase is. You know, making something come to life. And that's where everyone kind of comes together and... Everyone becomes a designer, you know, and because <laughs> everyone has opinions. Yeah, exactly. I I have opinions about everything. So there, there you go. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Any experiences around that? Around actually presenting visual design and getting feedback? Any tips? 
hot takes? For clients, unless you have a critique format, I try to not present at all. A lot of our clients are coming to us, thankfully, or at least the ones that I've worked with, not because of visual design, but because of our product design and visual design is a component of that. But usually when、mm-hmm. I've gotten to that point, I've sort of earned their trust. And so that's been nice when doing. So, what do you mean critique, not present? Just for the for clarification. A lot of my work is like iterative. And so I explain to them that the visual design is going to always be sort of iterated on and, and worked on and built up over time as opposed to like, Having whatever, like two weeks to focus in on it. That's usually been really successful. And that, that way, like what happens, and this sort of gets into the presentation part, is like they see a first version that's like grayscale and sort of starts to think about maybe type choices and layout choices. And then essentially like layering on the visual design over、mm-hmm. time. And so I'm never like, oh, here is your visual design. Ta da! They're seeing the progress that I'm making day to day, week to week, month to month、mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, usually, like, if there is critique on visual design, it's on、yeah. individual components and features that I'm designing at the time. And so, it's,、mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot easier to speak about the visual design in terms of those.、Mm-hmm. And this is what I would say if you are ever presenting. In a critique or presenting for your client in a critique, essentially like asking specific questions of like, does this essentially like meet business requirements、mm-hmm. or is this the tone that you were going for for visual design or being much more specific in the, the pieces of critique that you want so that they're not like, oh, well, that blue is just a little too dark. You're getting more specific feedback to what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That is all very beautiful. Sometimes not all clients are used to working in that manner. And sometimes you have clients who have a very rigorous approval process type thing where they don't know how to respond or, or give feedback to components at a time. Rather, it's,、mm-hmm. they're very used to. A more rigorous approval process where it's not only them, but it's people who are not even working with you on a daily basis. The outside stakeholders who also they're getting shown designs for approval as part of the 100,000 other things they're looking at. So when they're that far removed from our iterative process, because what you're describing is the ideal. That. And when we have <laughs> engagements where we can work that way, it's always the best way to do that stuff because you're getting instant feedback. There's no sitting somewhere and putting a head down for a couple of days and being like, here's my art, you know, and then <laughs> like, ta da, ta da. So that's like the polar opposite. I guess one question that I would have is in this situation, do you have control over all of the people or how people are, are giving feedback? And critique. You mean like every single person in the, in the food chain? <laughs> yes, in the food chain. I could, I think. I think that's something that we push for. Yeah. But sometimes the people are so high up that the direct clients, the people you're actually working with on a daily basis, they have more intel into how to show this person a thing. 
So usually they they take it upon themselves to do that. But just recently we had an experience where that was going to happen. We're going to present some options and they're going to then present themselves to someone we haven't met before. But a win was just asking to be included in that meeting. And hey, how about we show instead? Because we have certain ways and this one weird trick, you know, to get (laughs) feedback that's actionable from from someone. (laughs) And that was a go. They're like, okay, sure. If you'd like to do that, go for it. So we just kind of fell into this visual design. Unfortunately, this a little bit of the old school show three examples. And I get it. And I see the value and like the end result, you know, because it's not just picking one single direction and going, it is a smattering of it's like a a union of these three things. Here's some different approaches some different ideas that we can kind of push together and make a new thing. But I much rather iterate but with the, the the type of team, it's not that conducive to that sort of cadence, you know. So one way we're trying to get around that, and for anyone, too, who's experienced this kind of frustration, like getting into those meetings with when they're actually showing to stakeholders, mm-hmm. like being part of that. But I've also been trying to push for, hey, can we show some components instead? Like quick, like on Monday, we'll we'll just show you our working document. Like it's messy. It isn't. But just kind of get a feel for and I think setting that expectation that it's definitely a work in progress is like the number one thing you have to say (laughs) before you show any visual (laughs) design, even if it's a finished thing. (laughs) Yeah, I think you just hit on two, three really important things, which is like make sure as much as possible that they realize that these are works in progress, that Mm -hmm. this isn't a final thing, but also that these are sort of pictures of a website Like, it's not the actual thing. Yeah. And so there's separation there. The other thing that I think is is, is really important that you mentioned is is hearing the feedback directly. I have had a bunch of clients that have given me feedback from someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, okay, but what did they really mean? Like, can can we dial this down a couple more levels? And you need to have access to that person to really understand the feedback especially visually. So that's, I think, really important, even if you're not the one presenting, but when when people are giving feedback to have a full understanding of what kind of feedback, because there's nothing more disheartening mm-hmm. than just like having someone come to you and said, oh, my CEO said that this color blue isn't the right color and we actually need to change it to yellow. And you're just like, that's, that's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> P.S. They're like colorblind and you didn't know that. So like, you yeah. just cannot. There were, there were like 20 different reasons why I used blue here and this shade of blue. And now you're yeah. telling me you use yellow because it's your CEO's favorite color or whatever. Yeah. It's so funny you said that because that's always my go-to example. I don't like that blue. It's seriously, I just said that maybe like two hours ago as an example of, of a critique. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor, Indeed Prime. Are you on your way to work right now or on your way out? Are you dreading coming into the office? Stop living for the weekend and start doing what you love with Indeed Prime. They'll help you skip irrelevant engineering, product design, and other tech roles and help you go further in your career. 
One free application on Indeed Prime puts tech candidates in front of thousands of companies like PayPal, Twilio, and WP Engine across more than 90 cities. It's that simple. They'll match you the right role based on your needs. All their candidates also get one-on-one access to technical career coaching, resume reviews, mock interviews, and salary negotiation tips to seal the deal. So whether you're hiring or looking, meet your match on Indeed Prime. Join now at www.indeedprime.com slash thoughtbot. That's www.indeedprime.com slash thoughtbot. I think giving people direction mm-hmm. when you're asking for critique is really important. So like yeah. saying, I want critique on these specific components or one of the things I've done in the past, which I recently wrote a blog post about was like the red light, yellow light, green light exercise that I've done mm-hmm. for designs. It gives people sort of like a framework for giving design critique. Cause I think as designers, we have like a rich history, hopefully in giving critique and doing it in a way that sort of leaves space for the designer to continue to solve the problem, but we shouldn't expect everyone to have that. So putting in as many like training wheels, I guess, as possible. Yeah. I found that, that, that exercise sort of gives non-designers or people who aren't used to giving sort of visual design critique, a really easy way to provide feedback for me. For sure. We were just talking about having a punch list of like, how is typography, these visuals, what's the feeling, the white space, like being very specific and getting get those guardrails are really, really helpful because then it helps you avoid. I don't know. I don't like that. Well, <laughs> even if they say that, I love unpacking that stuff because it's, it's such an interesting psychological thing that you get into, <laughs> you know? Yeah. As long as I never get the, I'll know it when I see it. That oh, that to God. me is just like, nope, <laughs> nope. We're going to dive deeper into this. Oh. Welcome to my wedding planning. <laughs> I am that Oh person. no, are you that client? <laughs> For myself, it's so bad. <laughs> I'm like, I know when I see it. I never had a grand vision of, of like individual things i just know i want to have a really good time so what the hell does that look like you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) you should like do a design sprint on that too late it's in three weeks (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah i was just talking to a designer and he was talking about showing visual design and they had a framework to do it and I'm going to stumble through this because I just heard this a couple hours ago and I don't don't remember. I got to like talk through it, but it was, you show your visual design, you be very clear about what problem you're trying to solve with this visual design. And and again, like very clear about the kind of feedback that you want. And then they made like a grid, like on the whiteboard that had four different quadrants. One was like, I like it, like stuff you like, stuff you have concern, like challenges, maybe challenges around that design, like maybe from a developmental, you know, standpoint questions and ideas oh my god i did it yes (laughs) so yes those four things and you write one per post-it and you're free to put you know as many as you want on the board in any category that you want but it was a way to get people to go straight to writing so you're not doing a big discussion that's really hard to sometimes manage especially if you're new to facilitation and you throw a post-it in those quadrants and then you cluster them into similar uh, categories and then you have a discussion that way 
And I think that sounds kind of cool. I'd like to to try that. I don't know. Sounds good. It sounds pretty similar to like the red light, yellow light, green light, and that it's giving people a framework to to how to think about giving critique. It's mm-hmm. also giving people time to sit down and write before yeah. they kind of have a discussion. Yeah. And sort of like card sorting everyone's different critiques so that we're being very hopefully very direct in the the critique. I think one of the things that hopefully that we avoid by doing that, one of the things I tell people is is never to do sort of the walkthrough. So the yeah. like real estate walkthrough of like, well, I put the logo over here and this mm-hmm. over here. The way that you sort of outlined it is this was the problem that we were trying to solve. This yeah. was our intent. And here's a format for you to provide feedback. Mm-hmm. Here's the five questions that we would like you to answer based on that to give mm. us feedback. Yeah. Those group critiques, if you're that person, that's a good practice for facilitating in general. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing it with a small team, people you trust, you work with them on a daily basis. I'm assuming if you're doing it within your design team or whatever. So that's a really good way to to get practice there for sure. That sounds like fun. I want to do one. We should do one. <laughs> Maybe Tuesday because we have a lot of designs we're working on for yeah. this this client. So I, actually I might, I think I might do that. Ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you can post pictures on tentative Twitter where people can follow us. Ooh, everything will though just be like blocked out, out. you know, it's just, yeah, blurred. (laughs) Censored. (laughs) Sensitive material. Look at how critique went. Just censor everything. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that was sort of Dribble's original intent was to sort of show early versions of stuff. Mm. And like the constraint was built so that you wouldn't show like the entire thing for, for people who are sort of under NDAs and stuff like that. Yeah. It, certainly evolved into like what it is now which is people sharing like final pieces but i really wish that there was a platform for that original intent of like people sharing a lot of their work in progress whether that be like really early Mm -hmm. wireframes and what those look like or really early Mm -hmm. mock-ups i don't know i learn more from from that kind of thing than than seeing someone's pixel perfect sketch file i agree I, I learned to just to touch on showing and process and stuff. I've learned over time that the more guardrails you give to people, like the better outcomes you have in terms of trying to be creative and get ideas. Like like our sprint is all about that, you know, giving people some guidelines and some constraints so that we can kind of collaborate and agree on something together. And I just, it's interesting, like over time, learning that constraints, they foster creativity, like for sure. You're giving someone a piece of paper and a pen and tell them to do a thing that seems impossible with those two items, you know, that can warrant something, a really interesting outcome. Then here's every single kind of design tool in the world, you know, (laughs) go do this thing. Like, oh God, you know. Even giving them a piece of paper and a pen and saying like, you need to fold it this many times and have this many sketches and the sketches need to be this flow. It's very constraining compared to just handing them a blank piece of paper and whatever kind of Mm -hmm. like pens or Sharpies or whatever. Mm -hmm. I I think we've talked about, for me, I, I like the constraint of everyone using a Sharpie and everyone using just the bland yellow post-its 
there's some power in just having standard constraints across the board. Yes, I've I've jumped on your bandwagon. It took a year, but I hate <laughs> brightly colored post-its now. It took buying a ton to hate them. So now I, I'm going to push for all the yellow. <laughs> now, now there's a ton of brightly colored ones in the Boston studio. Huh. Yes, I hate it. <laughs> I got to... I think I got to wrap up. We're having a first Friday celebration first and a couple Friday. anniversaries to celebrate. So we're having a Ooh. ton of wine and some cheese and stuff like that. So I hear rustling in the other room. You hear rustling? <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I will do it. This is another lightning lightning round. I like it. Real quick. Let's wrap good, it up. Bad. Oh, good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) Let's do good, bad, and the ugly about like wine and cheese parties. Wine and cheese parties. Yikes. Yeah. I think the good is you get to experience or taste things that you might have never tasted before in a controlled, constrained environment. That is the good thing, especially with cheeses. Like yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Right. It's very Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's the bad? When you have like a cheese that you just absolutely hate. Okay. You went a little too adventurous with the cheeses. Yeah. I think sometimes I overdo it too. That, that's probably the ugly, overdoing it. Let's just leave it at that. You know, getting overdoing. too excited about the wine I was going to say, over, overdoing the wine and maybe yes. overdoing the cheese together. Right. That's And then that's it turns into, ugly. like, literally whining. Like, that's probably the ugly part, too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'll let you know how all that goes nice. <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> which, which areas we've explored. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can check out show notes, which I'm sure there'll be tons, on tentative.fm slash 75. You can tweet at us at tentative.fm. Email us at hosts at tentative.fm. And finally, rate us on iTunes. Think about the last wine and cheese party you went to and how much fun you had. Think of it in terms of, wow, that was a five-star wine and cheese party, and then go to iTunes and rate us that rating. And that's all we got. That's yep. it. Hello, tentative listeners. We're looking for well-rounded designers to join our teams in Austin, Boston, London, New York, Raleigh, and San Francisco. About working at Thoughtbot and to apply. Boo, boo, boo. Hello, tentative listener. We're looking for well-rounded designers to join our teams in Austin, Boston, London, New York, Raleigh, and San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> uh, this has become a favorite part of my job. I feel like I should try and do like an Alan Alan Rickman version of this. Professor Snape read, "Hello, tentative listener. To turn ideas into great products that people love to." use and help grow successful businesses okay i'm done this podcast was brought to you by thoughtbot 
Join our team dedicated to creating products people love to use. With open positions at our studios in Boston, New York, San Francisco, Austin, London, and Raleigh, come discover a better way to work.